0: While Balarama and Krishna were talking, Brahmā returned after a moment's interval according to the duration of His life. We have information of Lord Brahmā's duration of life from the Bhagavad-gītā. One thousand times the duration of four ages, or four million three hundred thousand times one thousand, comprise Brahmā's twelve hours. Similarly, one moment of Brahmā is equal to one year of our solar calculation. After one moment of Brahmā's calculation, Brahmā came back to see the fun caused by his stealing the boys and calves, but he was also afraid that he was playing with fire. Krishna was his master, and he had played mischief for fun by taking away his calves and boys. He was really anxious, so he did not stay away very long. He came back after a moment of his calculation. He saw that all the boys, calves and cows were playing with Krishna in the same way as when He had come upon them, although He was confident that He had taken them and made them lie down asleep under the spell of His mystic power. Brahmā began to think, All the boys, calves and cows were taken away by Me, and I know that they are still sleeping. How is it that a similar batch of cows, boys and calves are playing with Krishna? Is it that they are not influenced by my mystic power? Have they been playing continually for one year with Krishna? Brahma tried to understand who they were and how they were uninfluenced by his mystic power, but he could not ascertain it. In other words, he himself came under the spell of his own mystic power. The influence of his mystic power appeared like snow in darkness or the glow worm in daytime. During the night's darkness, the glowworm can show some glittering power, and the snow piled up on the top of a hill or on the ground can shine during the daytime. But at night, the snow has no silver glitter, nor does the glowworm have any illuminating power during the daytime. Similarly, when the small mystic power exhibited by Brahma was before the mystic power of Krishna, it was just like snow or the glowworm When a man of small mystic power wants to show potency in the presence of greater mystic power, he diminishes his own influence. He does not increase it. Even a great personality like Brahma, when he wanted to show his mystic power before Krishna, became ludicrous. Brahma was thus confused about his own mystic power. In order to convince Brahma that all those cows, calves and boys were not the original ones, The cows, calves, and boys who were playing with Krishna transformed into Vishnu forms. Actually, the original ones were sleeping under the spell of Brahma's mystic power, but the present ones, seen by Brahma, were all immediate expansions of Krishna or Vishnu. Vishnu is the expansion of Krishna, so the Vishnu forms appeared before Brahma. All the Vishnu forms were of bluish color and dressed in yellow garments. All of them had four hands, decorated with club, disc, lotus flower, and conch shell. On their heads were glittering golden-jeweled helmets. They were bedecked with pearls and earrings, and garlanded with beautiful flowers. On their chests was the mark of shrivats. Their arms were decorated with armlets and other jewelry. Their necks were smooth, just like a conch shell. Their legs were decorated with bells, their waists decorated with golden bells, and their fingers decorated with jeweled rings. Brahma also saw that upon the whole body of Lord Vishnu, fresh tulsi buds were thrown, beginning from his lotus feet up to the top of his head. Another significant feature of the Vishnu forms was that all of them were looking transcendentally beautiful. Their smiling resembled the moonshine and their glancing resembled the early rising of the sun. Just by their glancing they appeared as the creators and maintainers of the modes of ignorance and passion. Vishnu represents the mode of goodness, Brahma represents the mode of passion, and Lord Shiva represents the mode of ignorance. Therefore, as the maintainer of everything in the cosmic manifestation, Vishnu is also the creator and maintainer of Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. After this manifestation of Lord Vishnu, Brahma saw that many other Brahmas and Shivas and demigods and even insignificant living entities down to the ants and very small straws, movable and immovable living entities, were dancing surrounding Lord Vishnu. Their dancing was accompanied by various kinds of music, and all of them were worshipping Lord Vishnu. Brahma realized that all those Vishnu forms were complete, beginning from the anima perfection of becoming small like an atom up to becoming infinite like the cosmic manifestation. All the mystic powers of Brahma, Shiva, all the demigods and the 24 elements of cosmic manifestation were fully represented in the person of Vishnu. By the influence of Lord Vishnu, all subordinate mystic powers were engaged in his worship. He was being worshipped by time, space, cosmic manifestation, reformation, desire, activities, and the three qualities of material nature. Lord Vishnu, Brahma also realized, is the reservoir of all truth, knowledge, and bliss. He is the combination of three transcendental features, namely eternity, knowledge, and bliss, and he is the object of worship by followers of the Upanishads. Brahma realized that all the different forms of cows, boys, and calves, transformed into Vishnu forms, were not transformed by a mysticism of the type that a yogi or demigod can display by specific powers invested in him. The cows, calves, and boys transformed into Vishnu-murtis, or Vishnu forms, were not displays of Vishnu-maya, or Vishnu-energy, but were, Vishnu himself. The respective qualifications of Vishnu and Vishnu Maya are just like fire and heat. In the heat, there is the qualification of fire, namely warmth, and yet heat is not fire. The manifestation of the Vishnu forms of the boys, cows and calves was not like the heat, but rather the fire. They were actually Vishnu, Factually, the qualification of Vishnu is full truth, full knowledge, and full bliss. Another example can be given with material objects which are reflected in many, many forms. For example, the sun is reflected in many water pots, but the reflections of the sun in many water pots are not actually the sun. There is no actual heat or light from the sun in the pot, although it appears as the sun. But the forms which Krishna assumed were each and every one full Vishnu. Satyam means truth, jnanam, full knowledge, and ananda, full bliss. Transcendental forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His person are so great that the impersonal followers of the Upanishads cannot reach the platform of knowledge to understand them. Particularly, the transcendental forms of the Lord are beyond the reach of the impersonalists who can only understand, through the study of the Upanishads, that the Absolute Truth is not matter and that the Absolute Truth is not materially restricted by limited potency. Lord Brahma understood Krishna and his expansion into Vishnu forms and could understand that, due to the expansion of the energy of the Supreme Lord, everything movable and immovable within the cosmic manifestation is existing. When Brahma was thus standing, baffled in his limited power and conscious of his limited activities within the eleven senses, he could at least realize that he was also a creation of the material energy, just like a puppet. As a puppet has no independent power to dance, but dances according to the direction of the puppet master. So, the demigods and living entities are all subordinate to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As it is stated in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the only master is Krishna, and all others are servants. The whole world is under the waves of the material spell, and beings are floating like straws in water. So their struggle for existence is continuing. But as soon as one becomes conscious that he is the eternal servant of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, this maya, or illusory struggle for existence, is immediately stopped. Lord Brahma, who has full control over the Goddess of Learning and who is considered the best authority in Vedic knowledge, was thus perplexed, being unable to understand the extraordinary power manifested in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the mundane world, even a personality like Brahma is unable to understand the potential mystic power of the Supreme Lord. Not only did Brahma fail to understand, but he was perplexed even to see this display which was being manifest by Krishna before him. Krishna took compassion upon Brahma's inability to see even how he was displaying the force of Vishnu in transforming himself into the cows and cowherd boys, and thus, while fully manifesting the Vishnu expansion, he suddenly pulled his curtain of Yoga Maya over the scene. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is not visible due to the curtain spread by Yoga Maya. That which covers reality is Maha Maya, or the external energy, which does not allow a conditioned soul to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead beyond the cosmic manifestation. But the energy which partially manifests the Supreme Personality of Godhead and partially does not allow one to see is called maya. Brahma is not an ordinary conditioned soul. He is far, far superior to the demigods. And yet he could not comprehend the display of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, Krishna willingly stopped manifesting any further potency the conditioned soul not only becomes bewildered, but he is completely unable to understand. The curtain of Yogamaya was drawn so that Brahma would not become more and more perplexed. When Brahma was thus relieved from his perplexity, he appeared to be awakened from an almost dead state, and he began to open his eyes with great difficulty. Thus he could see the eternal cosmic manifestation with common eyes. He saw all around him the super-excellent view of Vrindavan, full with trees, which is the source of life for all living entities. He could appreciate the transcendental land of Vrindavan, where all the living entities are transcendental to ordinary nature. In the forest of Vrindavan, even ferocious animals like tigers and others live peacefully along with the deer and human being. He could understand that, Because of the presence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Vrindavan, that place is transcendental to all other places, and that there is no lust or greed there. Brahma thus found Śrī Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, playing the part of a small cowherd boy. He saw that little child with a lump of food in his left hand, searching out his friends, cows and calves, just as he was actually doing one year before after their disappearance. Immediately Brahma descended from his great swan carrier and fell down before the Lord, just like a golden stick. The word used among the Vaishnavas for offering respect is dandavat. This word means falling down like a stick. One should offer respect to the superior Vaishnav by falling down straight with his body just like a stick. So Brahma fell down before the Lord, just like a stick, to offer respect. And because the complexion of Brahma is golden, he appeared to be like a golden stick lying down before Lord Krishna. All the four helmets on the heads of Brahma touched the lotus feet of Krishna. Brahma, being very joyful, began to shed tears, and he washed the lotus feet of Krishna with his tears. Repeatedly, he fell down and rose as he recalled the wonderful activities of the Lord. After repeating obeisances for a long time, Brahma stood up and smeared his hands over his eyes. Seeing the Lord before him, he, trembling, began to offer prayers with great respect, humility and attention. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the thirteenth chapter of Krishna. The Stealing of the Boys and Calves by Brahma.